Hello and welcome to the Gibraltar Business Podcast. I'm your host, David Ravagliate. Whether you're a long-time listener or a loyal fan, thank you for tuning in and supporting the show. The Gibraltar Business Podcast is brought to you by the GFSB and is sponsored by Gibraltar International Bank, which shares our passion for all things business. I am super grateful to the bank for their continued support and invaluable contribution to our little show. Today, we have a special guest with us, the founder of Marble Arc and Match Menswear, Mr. Raju Paswani. Raju has over two decades of experience in the retail industry and a wealth of knowledge and insights to share with us. In this episode, we dive deep into retail and explore what it takes to run a successful business in this highly competitive space. Raju will share his experiences from setting up his first store on Main Street in the early days of his career to the strategies he uses now to grow his business and maintain its position. Get ready to be inspired and motivated as we learn from one of the best in the business. So sit back, relax and join us on this exciting journey into the world of retail with Raju Paswani. So Raju, thank you for your time this evening. Pleasure. Just for the listeners, we are doing this interview in your new retail space just above the shop that most people will know downstairs. What's the concept behind this matter shop? It's very simple. It really is. The genesis of, of this new business is very much the same as every other expansion that I've done or new business line that I've done. Simply demand. Simply the ability to listen to my client, to my regular client, and feel that when they have a need, then our aspiration is to be able to satisfy that need. And when you say your client, who's the client for Match? Well, the business above our main shop is a tailoring business and it's called Match. And um, we we rebranded it and didn't call it Marble Arc to make people understand that it was slightly different to our, our, our regular offer in Marble Arc. Um, but the ethos behind it is exactly the same as Marble Arc, i.e., we treat every one of our customers with respect and we want to take care of them. So, for example, we have a, the tailoring showroom up here and we could sell a suit for a young man who's going to a prom at the end of his school career. Or we could sell a suit to a businessman who has an important meeting or social event with one of his customers and needs to be kitted out. We apply the same philosophy to both. We take care of them and take care of their needs as they require. I think just, just seeing the showroom in here, you can tell that there's kind of a, a thing for quality and it's a, a real find. So if any listeners come up, I, I definitely recommend it. Thank you. Marble Arc itself, uh, is the, I think you were founded in 1989? That's right, yeah. How did you get into retail? Well, my family, I, I'm a third generation retailer and I... Originally had no intention of going into, into retail. Um, I did a degree in physics and then I really didn't have an idea or clue what I wanted to do. I spent a few years trying to work out my direction. Eventually I just had this energy to do something. And like most new businesses, Marble Arc was created from a gap in the market, a gap that I found as someone coming back from the UK. Gibraltar just opened up with the border and opened up to the wider world. A lot of the shops here were still very much entrenched in that sort of like cocoon that the border closure created. And I just come back, obviously, from traveling, from being in the UK, uh, young, with fresh ideas. And of course, very few of those ideas were being experienced or, or developed here in Gibraltar at the time. And of course, so there was a gap in the market and I, I dived headfirst into it. So, of course, you had the idea, you had obviously the hunger, you had the experience from your family connection to retail, but 
that might explain the start, but then you fast forward to now. How do you explain the longevity in business and how do you, have you achieved it? The longevity, I, I put it down to two or three things. One is that at the time uh, when I first started my business, I was a young man. I wanted to create a business for me. I eat so I could go every week into my shop and mm-hmm. pick up clothes for myself. And really, um, that focus on on that person that I was 34 years ago still remains there. Uh, as I said before with Match, um, the focus is always on dealing with our regular customers and what they want. And we're focused on servicing our local clients. Why? Because purely, and this is a business decision I made then without really understanding anything about business. If I deal with local clients and I have local clients, they're here always. Whereas a lot of my neighbors here on, on, on Main Street deal with tourists, which can be very lucrative for certain parts of the year, but then not as much in other parts of the year. So, so I thought it was much better for me to take care of my local clients, would guarantee some income every day. And that's been my focus, really. Well, longevity comes from that, from that focus every day, from from understanding or not taking for granted that when I open my shop every morning, that people are just going to automatically come into my shop. I've really got to fight for that because at the end of the day, if you earn your money, you have a right to spend it wherever you want. Mm. And this day and age, there's more competition than ever. And therefore, if I want my customers' uh, income or, or money, I have to fight for it. I can't just assume that they're going to come mm. and hand it to me in a plate. Mm. It does seem like just from a brand point of view and someone who's who works here on Main Street as well, I think it is a brand that sticks. The question is, you mentioned you wanted to start a shop for you. Do you still shop in... in the... <laughs> I can't afford to shop anywhere else. <laughs> Absolutely everything, everything apart, in fact, from my, my glasses, which are prescription, mm. uh, are, mm. are my block. <laughs> Raju, what advice would you give someone who's wanting to start their own retail business specifically? I think I'd, I'd spread it out to their own business. I think when you start a business, you're going to come up with challenges. You're going to come up with hardship. And you're going to have to make sacrifices. And I think that's the important thing to understand. I, I'll be very honest that when I was younger, I would always look uh, at at my 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 friends with a slight amount of envy, especially okay. those who worked in office jobs and didn't have to work weekends and so clocked off at five o'clock. And because I've got many interests that as a businessman I couldn't exploit because I had to work. Uh, now I see it as a blessing because I I'm very motivated by my work. I get up every day. I have loads of things to do and I want to do them. And I think that's that really I'm great grateful for that. But. I want to make it very clear to anyone who wants to start a business, you are not going to get through your business life without challenges and without sacrifice. Mm. But then, if you are a business owner, the one of the wonderful things that you will have is you'll be able to make up your business as you want. You'll be able to develop a life that you want mm. as opposed to having something dictated to you by someone else. Mm. That's really inspirational for anyone who is thinking since just starting out. But where you are now and the stage of your business, who inspires you? Where do you get your motivation from? My motivation comes essentially from my work because I really enjoy it. Um, My motivation comes from my team because I see they're really, really loyal and they really care for Marble Arc. 
and we have regular stuff, weekly stuff meetings, and I can I can I can say uh, I can admit to the fact that we have fights on a regular basis, all of my team, and I tell them I say I'm really grateful that we're fighting because it shows that you care. So um, my team motivate me, my work motivates me. The fact that I'm still of service to my society. Mm. Uh, I'm not a doctor who saves lives. I'm not an accountant who saves people a lot of money. But at the end of the day, I'm involved in people's lives on a daily basis. I'm part of their their weddings, their ceremonies, their celebrations, their nights out. All that I'm a part of. And it's very gratifying for me to be involved in people's daily lives. See, I can imagine. And actually, one of my questions was to ask you if there was a particularly memorable or rewarding experience you've had. It sounds like there's many, right? It really is. You know, I can tick off things like, for example, our 10th anniversary, we brought out the Ministry of Sound, which was the first time they'd done a gig outside Gibraltar. I can remember that. (laughs) I can tick those off. But to be honest, the real thing for me is that after 34 years, I still wake up every morning with a desire to work. And that for me is an enjoyable experience. And that for me is something that I didn't expect when I first started the business. Mm. So um, it, it's really turned full circle because when I first started my business, like most young people, I wanted to head ahead in life, make money, uh, have, you know, have that security. And I want to be done by, by 45, 50 at the latest. And here I am nearly 60 years old, well, a few months short of 60, and I have absolutely mm. no intention of retiring. Mm. So and and for me, rather than seeing it as I did when I was younger, as being a cross to bear, I see it now as mm. as 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 a gift. Yeah, it does really sound like that. You know, you start, you talked about um, if you're thinking of starting a business, be ready to make sacrifices, and now here you are, kind of in a real content place with your business, and it's it's great, great to see. Yeah, of course, you know when you you mention you wake up, there's a lot to do. You're here with your team, even though it's rewarding to maybe have some kind of tension or fights. I'm sure that's a lot of work. How do you unwind? I'm very lucky that a lot of my fellow retailers they're so involved in their work that they don't pursue any interests, and I've always had that inattention where I've wanted to pursue other interests at the same time being held back by the commitment I had to make to the business. But now the business is of a a fairly decent size that allows me some flexibility with my time. And so I have have many pastimes. I have many hobbies. I like trekking. Mm. I paddle boards. I do yoga. I go to the gym. uh, And then, you know, I'm a sociable person. You know, most people know me. No, mm. you know, I, I love being, I'm a people person. Mm. So I like, I like socializing as well. There's, there's, there's many things. I've never got enough time. You're running a community business. And I guess it's, if you're a community person, which it yeah. sounds like you are, that, that helps, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Roger, bringing on to some of the challenges. Um, you live to live under a rock to not watch the news and talk about cost of living, rising costs of inflation, issues here locally with a deal or not with the EU and how that might hit supplies. How are you assessing some of the challenges uh, facing 
Gibraltar businesses right now? We've got, apart from the, the macroeconomic um, situation that, that most businesses face, we've got, of course, our own local situation. The first situation that, that we've got to deal with is is, is uh, that deal that we have to make with the, with the EU. Um, that would impact on everyone's lives, not just the private sectors. And so that is going to be fundamental to how we move on. In the meantime, whilst that deal is done or not done, as a business, you've got to be stronger. You've got to have some security to be able to withstand any dips or any changes in the environment. I'm lucky that I've been 34 years in business and I've seen a few recessions already and managed to come out of them alive. And it's hard. It's hard. It's the hardest thing for me, to be honest, is that as I'm getting older, human nature uh, means that I'm less flexible than, than I used to be. And so, but I'm very, very lucky in that sense that I have to work in a very young environment. And so although I'm not young anymore, I still believe I have a young mentality. Is that what you mean about flexibility then? In terms of... Absolutely, absolutely. Because because if you have a way of operating and your macroeconomic situation changes or your environment changes, if you're a small business and you don't adapt, well, you know what the saying is, adapt to die. And in this age with so much competition, with very, very, very wealthy companies, because I, I consider, for example, Zara my competition. My client will shop in Zara and therefore Zara is my competition. And so if I'm not smart... I will suffer. It's very straightforward. Earlier on, you mentioned adapt or die and how you've seen a few recessions. Can you give me an example of how you have had to kind of come out through recession as a business? I'll give you a very simple example, yeah. but the one that could be replicated in different scenarios and, and, and through through time. When uh, when COVID happened, I just literally come back from India. I I cut my, my, my visit short because I could hear what's happening and I came back. I had to close down. I thought, well, what am I going to do? I've got all this stock in the shop. And then I, I spoke to my team and we said, well, look, why don't we just start a little website so people at least can see what we're bringing in. So when all this ends up, people can then start buying. Well, strange enough, we set up the website. Well, we had a website already. We just populated it with products. And the next thing you know, we had people calling up wanting to buy. So then we had to react to it. I told all my team, look, you just stay at home. I'll do this. If it's two or three orders. But it just got more and more and more, and I had to eventually bring in a team to work. That is just a small example of, mm. of, of how you have to adapt. Small businesses have to be flexible in, in their approach to things. Uh, we have rules and regulations and how we, and procedures, but then we must be willing to adapt them to mm. the needs of the client. Mm. You mentioned how COVID, uh, and I think it wasn't just something that happened in Gibraltar. I think COVID has kind of really propelled the use of technology and kind of uh, many, many businesses had to digitize very quickly in, in response to that. Looking towards the future now, how do you think the fashion retail industry, so beyond Gibraltar globally, will start to evolve in the next kind of five to 10 years? Like any other industry, I think technology is going to be a more important part of, of fashion. Um, firstly, as reporting systems for us buyers, or as they call them, merchandisers in our industry, are becoming more sophisticated. So the level of prediction is increasing. The 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 hot topics of yesteryear have gone now. Things like uh, just in time and all this kind of thing have gone because supply chain is broken. With all the factory shutdowns in China, that has has taken a big knock. It may come back because China is now coming back online and, and it may resuscitate. But at the moment, I think the real direction that retail is taking is in experience. In the UK, for example, 
Despite the cost of living crisis, the number of holidays booked for this summer has increased rather than decreased. It's telling me, at least, that people don't want to give up on the experience. They're willing to sacrifice other things, but not the experience. Now, the important thing as a small retailer is how does the small retailer give their customer an experience? And they can't do it with a massive shop with really high-end, you know, top-end technology. The, the, the small retailer doesn't have the resources for that. Mm. Uh, what we can do it is in personalization, mm. in customer service, in providing that extra mile that maybe a large business won't. And I think that's where we are going. A lot of what we're doing is that, is, mm. is trying to find solutions for, for our customers. So is that maybe where this match store is kind of born or mm. in the direction it's well, going? Well, this intrinsic within the, the customer service of match is a, a certain degree of personalization because if you buy a suit, the chances are that you're going to need some alterations, some fitting, some um, help with it. And already that lends itself to some personalization. And just last question, Roger. Uh, it's a question I ask all of my guests. What's that one lesson, business or otherwise, that you sometimes wish you'd learned sooner? Someone had told you years and years ago. I have learned that you can't build the house of tomorrow without the foundations of today. Okay. Explain. <laughs> well, it's, it's, very, it's very simple. You can't speculate on tomorrow without taking care of business today. If your business today is not on solid foundations, it's very hard for you to build something better tomorrow. So the trick for the businessman is to run both simultaneously, to run today and take care of today and have an eye on tomorrow. Okay, perfect. Thank you for your time. So that's it for this episode of the Gibraltar Business Podcast. A huge thank you to our guest, Raju Paswani, for sharing his insights and experiences with us today. I'd like to thank the team at the GFSB and Matthew Davies for the sound production. Thank you also to our sponsors, the Gibraltar International Bank, for sharing our passion for business and supporting this project. I really hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Remember to tune in next time for more exciting discussions on the business landscape in Gibraltar. Until then, stay positive, stay productive, and keep reaching for your goals.